This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to visit with Sunil Dadlani. Sunil's the Chief Information and Transformation Officer and the Chief Cybersecurity Officer at the Atlantic Health System. We're going to talk to Sunil today about where he's most focused, what he's most excited about, about his career, and a lot more. Sunil, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Maybe tell us a little bit about the Atlantic Health System, which is a remarkable system. Sure. Thank you, Scott. And uh, let's start with the Atlantic Health System. First of all, Atlantic Health System is one of the most prestigious integrated healthcare system in New Jersey. We serve about close to 5 million constituents in the, in the state of New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and, and New York. And we are a health system with about 18,000 team members with the affiliated physician group of 4,800 group for physicians. And we have about seven large nationally reputed hospital systems and about more than 400 cares of ambulatory sites spread across the New Jersey. Thank you. And when you talk about your role, Chief Information Officer, Chief Transformation Officer, what do you, how do you define and look at that role? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. As a Chief Information and Transformation Officer, my primary goal is to make sure that along with my executive leaders and my team, we are driving the innovation and digital agenda for healthcare information system. When we talk about digital transformation, it can be in both areas. One is the clinical area, because we are a health system, and also focus on non-clinical area. For example, revenue cycle, billing, claims, patient experience and engagement, post-care closing the gaps. These are some of the areas we cover end-to-end -end when we are responsible about, we are talking about innovation and digital transformation. This involves business process, business process re-engineering, leveraging new cutting-edge technologies like artificial intelligence, machine learning, natural language processing, uh, augmented reality, virtual reality, blockchain, and many more technologies where it makes sense to improve our clinical efficiencies, operational efficiencies, and financial performance. Thank you. As we head into 2023, what are you most excited about and focused on this year? That's again a great question and several areas we are, we are very razor focused. One is of course, population health and also addressing the social determinants of health, making sure that the care quality, high quality care is access to all, even including underserved population. Second part is of course, improving clinical service efficiencies in clinical service lines, whether from oncology to radiology to, to radiology to cardiology, orthopedics, and many more. How do we become more efficient clinically and deliver the best patients, patient outcome and highest level of patient safety with the quality care to our constituents and members we, we serve? Third is, of course, in terms of how do we improve and leverage these technologies in improving our operational efficiencies. All the healthcare systems are faced with headwinds, for example, workforce shortage, supply chain issues, economic uncertainties, unemployment, regular, regulatory changes, new non-traditional players in the, in the industry. With so much going on, technology has come to the forefront in, in solving some of these major, bigger challenges. Thank you. As you look at your career and moving through your career, were you technology first or leader first? Or how do you mesh those two things, technology leadership and being a leader? How do you look at those two things as te technology CIO today? 
You know, that's a great question again. And now the CI role with, with the so much disruption happening in the, in the industry, the CIO role is much more wider and much more deeper than just providing a stable, keeping the lights on and just providing the operational services. As a CIO reporting to CEO, part of my responsibility is also charting out and working with my executive leader partners to draw out a strategic roadmap for, for the entire organization. How do we need to grow? Where do we need to grow? Who are our new service lines where we are going to expand? How do we improve quality of our service lines? How do we differentiate? So we not necessarily start with technology. We try to identify the challenges that are faced with the industry and then find right technologies that at, the, at the right time, at the right price, that will solve some of, some of those challenges and convert this, those into challenges into opportunities for the healthcare system. And this requires a complete business and technology leadership. You need to understand what your business is who your customers are or who your consumers are, which, land, which markets you operate, what is the competitive landscape, where the industry is headed, and how do you position yourself so that you can continuously maintain your leadership in the industry. Thank you. From a technology perspective, what are you most excited about, strictly from a technology perspective, in terms of improving care delivery or improving administration? What are you most excited about there? And what's the biggest challenge from a technology perspective? That's a great question, Scott. And when it comes to technology, there is no single technology that we can say that only one particular technology we are excited about. So much is happening in technology, right from artificial intelligence, machine learning, and uh, NLP, what is natural language processing, AI-enabled chatbots, technology that is in the patient rooms, that is in the OR and ED. We are talking about so many technologies that are completely changing the healthcare. The new healthcare is actually being driven by technology, improving efficiencies, improve, improving outcomes. So we are experimenting, we are making a very pragmatic way. One thing that we, we make sure that we don't get carried away is we have a very stringent and strong framework and governance when we see when we talk about introducing technologies in the healthcare system, because healthcare system deals with life and death of a patient. So we are very cognizant that we are not running after the shiny technology toys, so to speak, and then trying to fix out what technology, what problem it can solve. We always start with the problem that we are trying to solve, defining that problem, how pervasive and how deep is that problem, and what benefit when you, when you get, we will expect, when we introduce new technologies using some of these technologies that I talked about. So that's the most pragmatic way for introducing these new technologies. However, these technologies that does not come without risk. There is a reason why 65 to 70% of the AI and new technologies initiatives fail because they are not done correctly. Most importantly is some of the risks are even it can cause patient harm if not done correctly. AI. If done correctly, its benefit will outweigh the risk. Whereas if it is not done correctly, it will pose higher threat and higher risk to the healthcare and to the patient outcome. Talk about that. You, you, you just used a stat that doesn't surprise me, but it is a startling stat. That 60-70% of technology either doesn't work for the purpose it's intended or it's suboptimal. What could be done as a CIO or technology leader to help avoid that? 
that's again a great question, Scott. The way to handle this is how we what we call is building up a trustworthy and ethical AI solutions when we are specifically talking about, about AI. Because most of these AI are black boxes. These are completely, mostly driven by, by large third-party huge companies. For example, Microsoft or Google or, or Meta. They, these are some of the big companies or Amazon. These are the big companies that are, they, these are at the forefront of artificial, artificial intelligence technologies. Second part of the highest risk is since these are proprietary to, to these bigger companies, so the algorithm logic is a black box to the consumers like healthcare systems. You need to understand how these artificial intelligence learn from the data, what kind of predictions they make, and how do they make the prediction. So that's very important. So that is why we specifically put a human-centric design and a continuous feedback loop when we are trying to introduce and do the proof of concept for, for this artificial intelligence so that there is always an override mechanism when we get some recommendations or predictions from these technologies, human intervention can be always introduced in the workflow and they can override. Second part, which is the highest risk is these inherently these artificial intelligent technologies comes with the bias because it has to deal with the human and it has to feed on the data. Both the data as well as every single human being that is involved in AI, AI technology implementations, we all have our inherent biases to how do we put a framework in checks and balances in place so that if at all we cannot 100% eliminate those biases but how do we best mitigate and keep those biases in a, in a permissible limit so that the output or the predictions from these artificial intelligence solutions are in the safety range so to speak thank you very very much and and Sunil, any other advice you would give to evolving CIOs? Anything you'd tell an evolving CEO that they should be thinking about? I think most important part is CI has to understand and make sure that you know they are doing a conducting for internally. They have to conduct a, conduct a very strategic vendor refresh, technology refresh, and skill set refresh because the old technologies and the old skill set will not work in the new world. So you have to invest in your people by creating a very conducive environment, creating a very future-looking training programs so that they are very conversant with the new technologies. This is what we call building up a digital maturity within the organization when we talk about technology. Secondly, a CIO also has to be a very cognizant about you cannot do everything on your own. You have to build an ecosystem. You have to build a partnership, partnerships with right players who have done this before and build that partnership along with your own team to, to engage in some of these AI-enabled AI technologies and initiatives. Thank you very, very much. Sunil, what a pleasure to visit with you. What a magnificent career in leadership. Again, Chief Information, Chief Transformation, and Chief Cybersecurity Officer at Atlantic Health System, one of the great systems of the country. Sunil Dadwani, thank you so much for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thank you so much, Scott. It's a pleasure talking to you.